Hello, Yogi. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Aiko, and on this show, we explore ways to put spiritual theory into sustainable practice. Welcome, Sham, again. Thank you very much. So, last time we left on chapter 7, and um, you were just saying, if I remember correctly, that uh, if someone realized um, during their their life what God means, what existence means, then he or she will have these feelings, this consciousness also in the moment of death. Is that correct? Yes. Krishna says, if, if you can see him everywhere, then you will also be able to feel him at the time of death. Mm, very beautiful. And now we are in um, chapter 8, as I mentioned before, and um, this is still part of the middle six chapters of the Bhagavad Gita, where um, where it's explained a little bit more about the existence of the about God, while the previous six chapters were talking more about the self, right? Yes, you can say like the self in the first six chapters, and then the source of the self, of all selves, in the middle six chapters, and turning to that source. Mm. I heard this recently from a friend of mine. She was saying that when someone first gave her the Bhagavad Gita to read, um, they told her, like, when you read this, you just have to imagine that Krishna is God. Whatever God you have, just imagine that instead of Krishna is your God. At that time, she was a Christian. So she, when she was reading the Bhagavad Gita, instead of Krishna, she was thinking about Jesus. And I think it's, um, it's somehow... Um, can be helpful for people who don't see Krishna as God but still want to read the Bhagavad Gita and enter into the philosophy of yoga. What do you think about it? Yes, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, I think a good way to do it. It's it's not like a sectarian thing about like which religion is right or it's mm. it's this is like the Bhagavad Gita is offering a way to experience God. So if you read the words spoken by Krishna as as if they are spoken by by God as you see him, yeah. then, then you, you will see what kind of experience that will afford you. And the teaching also. Yes. Good. So let's dive in in chapter 8. So what is happening here? Yeah, so here it begins by Arjuna asking Krishna to clarify some, some technical terms that was... Uh, given at the end of the previous chapter and um, the topic here is that comes in like after those technical clarifications uh, it's talking about the moment of death which was also where we ended last time that uh, like we said if you can see god everywhere you will also be able to feel him in the moment of death mm. so so here it is like this point is kind of brought up again how like the, the kind of the kind of sum of the sum of your life mm-hmm. will, will be the will be your kind of state of mind at the time of death mm. it is saying that 
your state of mind at the time of death will determine your next birth. This is here, of course, Bhagavad Gita assumes that reincarnation is true. <laughs> so what do you think of at the time of death that will kind of show where you're going next? And then sometimes people think, oh, but like, what if I see a, a fly on the wall right before I die and I think of that fly, then will I become a fly? <laughs> but it's but it's not just like what you happen, like what kind of thought happens to cross your mind at the time of death. It's more like your overall mindset at the time of death. Your consciousness. Yeah. Mm. Your, kind of, your kind of state, your state of consciousness, mm. you can say. Um, that that you are kind of, um, and, and that is a, a mindset that you're you're creating throughout your life, and it's mentioned there, like uh, like especially what you, where your mind goes in difficult situations, because death is like the ultimate difficult situation. Mm. So if you have been kind of disciplining yourself to not kind of lose uh, trust when difficult things happen. And you will have this kind of mindset of trust at the time of death. The more you have that, you will actually you will be born in a like realm of trust, you can say, or like more towards that direction. Mm. So why it's brought up this topic of death? Why now in the middle of the Bhagavad Gita? Mm, that's an interesting question. I I haven't thought of like why it appears exactly there. So just thinking of it on the spot here, it's Krishna has been talking about the material elements and their manifestations, and and as we know, these manifestations they come and go, and that also includes our bodies, and it it, it includes our bodies also in this life. Like we, the Bhagavad Gita has explained earlier that we actually change bodies many times just in one life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is kind of one argument for like why reincarnation is not so strange after all because we already ch- are changing bodies like all the cells are being changed over the course of seven years mm. so already like in one life you have maybe 10 12 different bodies but like death is is you know the point where where you like you really have to face that that reality like we're mm-hmm. actually dying all the time but it's when you you know officially die that you <laughs> you really have to kind of accept that fact Mm. and maybe also like as in the previous chapter he was speaking about all the elements and the and these things like when you actually die you really see what really matter in your life you know even if you don't believe in reincarnation there are so many people in the bed of that and they just think oh fortunately i had this this and that or i regret this or that and they kind of give the real value of what happened in their life yes like it's it's a very of course you know intense moment it's mm. everything comes to its you know like this is it you know? <laughs> yeah. it is like if you can learn to to kind of see how that's actually happening all the time like day to day then like at the t- at the time of official death the official death won't be so dramatic. I mean, I mean, it will be just, just like another, another one of those moments that you've already like, like learned to see <laughs> mm-hmm. that are happening all the time. So de- death is really just is 
really only extreme for those who have not like, accepted this, uh, like what is actually happening all the time. It's a yeah. wake-up call in that way. Yeah, my mom, and you know, she works in a hospice. She sees people dying every day. And uh, she also say that, she said that the biggest, the strongest thing that happens there that for her it's kind of painful to see is that most of the people, they don't accept they're going to die. And so they make all the process very hard for their emotion, for themselves and the family. While if someone is just there and knows that he or she is going to die, then it just happens peacefully. And of course there is suffering and there is um, the loss of this person, but it's just smooth, more smooth. Now it's come to my mind, our friend from Finland, he just said that his dad was diagnosed with some sickness, I think it was cancer, and um, and he realized, okay, I'm going to die now, even if there are chances, I, I won't, but uh, he realized I'm going to die, okay, so he called all his, uh, his sons, and then he divided all his properties, and then he kind of said goodbye and he left his position. He had some kind of authorities very smoothly and gently and accepting that he was going to die. Yes, it, this, is, this is exemplary. Mm. <laughs> this is someone who understands. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very inspiring to see. What happened next in the chapter? Yeah, so then throughout the chapter it's going to talk about kind of like what happens after death it talks about like different paths that the soul can take after death depending on on like different paths it is choosing in this life also it it is like metaphorically spoken of like as like the path of darkness and the path of light the path of darkness is the path that leads to rebirth uh, to take another birth in this world the path of light then you do not take rebirth but it talks uh, again about this about this trust also that that if you have this tr if you have the trust in your source in god then you don't have to care so much about this the path of the dark or the path of the light like you're not so concerned with whether you will take a, another birth or not you're just going towards the source it, it may actually be helpful for you to take another birth to, to get closer to your source so you're if you're just trusting that if you're trusting your source and the more you trust your source the closer you will get to the source and you won't matter you won't care what way that happens and there is also a point being made here that that is interesting that brings up something from the second chapter where where it talks about how the sage like what is day daytime for the sage is nighttime for the ordinary person and vice versa and that is mm. <laughs> and that, that is kind of cryptic in the second chapter and and it's what is like brought out here in the eighth chapter a little more because like here again speaking about death some people think uh, will kind of think that they can overcome death by just trying to like live longer kind of like mm. avoid death yeah uh, the thing is that you don't have to avoid death to live longer because you will keep living <laughs> after, after death. Mm. 
I remember a funny book about it was like a philosophical book about death and like deal, dealing with it through uh, the, uh, humor. So there were like different like death jokes and things like that. And the book was divided into chapters in like in different ways that people try to avoid the death. So for example, by by being remembered after you die is a way that people try to avoid. Like if you can have a statue in your name, mm. you know, like with your, then then you know that you will be there even after you die. Yeah. People will remember you, so you will live on in people's memory at least. You know. Mm. But then that like the last chapter was like trying to avoid death by not dying. <laughs> so like by you know there are these things like you can freeze your body after death and hope mm. that scientists in the future will will figure out a way to. Defrost, yeah. yeah, to uh, yeah, defrost, def defrost it and bring it to life, <laughs> also <Yeah>. again. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so there is there is an example given there to to kind of explain that, like no matter how long you can live in a in a material body, it will not compare to to like eternal life, and it gives the the example of the creator. Like the Vedic scriptures have their own like creation story, like we have so many creation stories uh, from the Bible, from uh, native tribes. Yeah. So the like Vedic creation story is that there's the um, Vishnu, is when he is exhaling, then a multiverse is created, like many many universes, and each of them, in each of them there is a a creator, like an official creator. Like Vishnu simply exhales. He doesn't do more than that. But then there's kind of like a creator god who does all the work. Mm. And this creator god lives for a hundred years. But according to our, like according to human calculation, the like just one day in the life of, of the creator is like millions of years, in, like in our, mm. in our uh, um, time, time counting counting time. yeah <laughs> um and one night is is the same like, like so 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 he he is uh he's awake for some some millions of years and then he sleeps for some millions of years and then wakes up again and he goes on like that for a hundred years of his you know mm. of his time yeah but even he you know at the end uh, when vishnu inhales then He's gonna die. Yeah, then he dies. Mm. <laughs> then, of course, uh, he's re reborn again, e either as creator or something else, or uh, in, in the next kind of creation cycle. And I don't remember who was that gives this uh, this beautiful kind of comparison, just to understand this huge amount of numbers that sounds very, very crazy, kind of, you know. <laughs> And uh, I don't remember who was, but he said that um, just try to imagine the life of an insect. Yeah. Some flies literally live only 20 seconds or one minute. Yeah. And it's their entire life there, 20 seconds. And uh, compare with that, we really probably live a kind of million, <laughs> million times and more probably more than them so it was a nice comparison to see that actually this exists in nature yes exactly so like that is to kind of point out the thing that if you see it from the 
you know viewpoint of the of the creator god then our lives is just like the 20 seconds of a, of a banana fly or something <laughs> <laughs> something like that and and that can give us perspective you know like all the things that we think are so so big and important and and stressful or whatever is is just it's just you know something passing like yeah. d- dust in the wind you know yeah but also maybe we should say that this doesn't mean that all we do in life is pointless like simply we try to give value in what what actually has value and these things we we will see it especially in a bed of death and so the the important thing is not much like to have the last fashion clothes or cell phone but more about where is your level of consciousness during these days, during the life, during our day-to-day life, right? Oh yes, of course. Like, like it's meant to be inspiring, not to mm. be like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's like kind of like a wake-up call again. Like that, if I'm wasting my time in like useless pursuits, <laughs> then it's then like life is just a brief passing moment, and it is like. Each lifetime is like a, uh, how you say, like a, sh- a short, like a, sm- a small window of, of opportunity, and we should try to climb through that window. <laughs> hmm. And also, I don't think we mentioned the name of the chapter. This is the yoga of attaining the supreme, right? Yes, the yoga of, of attaining the supreme. It's like I said, like turning to your source, source trusting your hmm. source, and getting to your source. That is the the supreme. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so this is pretty much was in chapter eight one thing that is highlighted is is like the how easy it is if if you just if you have trust if you don't have trust you're gonna have like you're gonna try in so many ways on your own like to like control the outcome of things but Mm. if you have trust like it's very easy like like the practices of trust like just chanting om and and trusting is brought out for example it's Easier than trying to like build a stairway to heaven or mm. or so. But it's very hard to trust something because our mind just gets into it and try to find logical answers. So, do you have any um, practical tips about it? <laughs> yeah, practical. <laughs> like, like really, it it is really just to emphasize again trust like even when when those when those thoughts come then just remember trust Mm, very nice yeah and i think like some kind of self-love and uh, self-care meditations all these things that that actually helps you go a little bit more within instead of without like we usually do you know like netflix cell phone there is so many input right now coming from outside but sometimes we should just close the gate and go inward yes and we should like we should remember remember that all the things we find meaningful other than that other than going inside it is actually only because we are kind of projecting what is inside on those things outside <laughs> mm, very true it's um so, so like so like what to speak of then if we can just kind of uh, 
try to sit down and breathe and harness that <laughs> projective energy and, and just let it like rest in the self mm, right okay so maybe as um, a short introduction to chapter nine well i can say it's gonna be more of the same it's gonna be more about uh more focus on trust mm. it's really gonna kind of hammer on this <laughs> point for, for the uh, you know for these uh, middle six chapters mm. okay very beautiful looking forward for that thank you thank you i hope this episode fulfill its purpose of inspiring you if you like it feel free to share it give a review or a rating subscribe and if you have any questions please get in touch at aikoyogareiki.com namaste Thank you.